March 5th, 2020, Nanaimo, British Columbia. I am pleased to welcome Nanaimo, British Columbia, and Sir Oxman Stadium to play host to the 13th team in the West Coast League. Nanaimo Baseball, from the coal mines of Douglas in East Wellington, to number six in Jingle Pot, from Departure Bay to Nanaimo Harbor, Gabriola, Wellington, Cassidy, and Extension. This is their story. This is Cobalt. Welcome to another inning of Coal Ball. This is Travis, and I am pleased to welcome Dr. Lorne Goodall, the president of the Siroxman Stadium Amateur Baseball Association. Welcome, Lorne. Hello, Travis. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. Uh, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, what exactly you do uh, with Siroxman Stadium and, and baseball and in uh, Nanaimo in general. Okay, Travis. I'm a longtime Nanaimo volunteer. Um, started out as a board member of Nanaimo Minor Baseball, and at some point the stadium needed a separate society to look after it. It was too much for the baseball uh, minor baseball association to look after it. That was around the time the city acquired the stadium from uh, the city of Nanaimo, uh, which is also a partner in looking after the stadium. Um, we formed a society, and um, I'm the president of that society. It's called the Siroxman Stadium Amateur Baseball Association. Um, and we have about uh, eight board members. Uh, fluctuates between six and eight. I guess right now we have six. Um, and we um, meet on a regular basis when we're not in a pandemic. And we uh, manage the uh, maintenance of the stadium as well as fundraise for um, the stadium improvements. Um, right now there's a huge uh, stadium renovation project underway and the uh, lights and scoreboard have just been done and the next step will be some fencing uh, and some repair. So um, we look after the stadium and uh, make it accessible for the user groups uh, that want to use it, uh, all of which are amateur uh, baseball entities. Great, um, thank you for for letting us know what you do. Um, did you play baseball yourself? Um, not really. I played softball and I played about nine other sports, but I never did play baseball. Um, I got into baseball um, when I was the medical director of BC Games back in 2002. Um, and uh, my kids uh, were involved with sport and um, I became a coach. 
um, and a member of the baseball executive. And then uh, coached all three of my boys who played university baseball. One is still playing. Um, two are coaching and playing men's baseball. Um, and uh, I've been involved with it that way, um, supporting my kids, essentially. Did you have a, a favorite team or a favorite player growing up? A baseball player? No. Yeah. I no. Wouldn't, I wouldn't okay. have said that. I, I, you know, I did watch the uh, uh, Blue Jays win the World Series twice, and I did watch baseball on on uh, on TV. Um, but I was more of a player than a watcher. Uh, I played a lot of other sports. I played rugby and volleyball at UBC, and um, I'm a sports physician. That's what I do as my job, other than being a family physician as well. And uh, so I'm involved with sports, but more in a participatory rather than a observing uh, standpoint. Um, we do go to baseball games now. We started going with the family. So we went to a lot of uh, games. We've been to many of the major league stadiums and uh, some of the minor league stadiums. Um, and my wife and I still plan to do that. We actually had tickets for uh, the Boston Red Sox this year, but uh, that's obviously not going to happen, <laughs> right? Uh, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so we've become baseball fans as our kids launch themselves head on, head on into it. The Red Sox game was going to be at Safeco? The Red Sox game was going to be at uh, Fenway. We had tickets from oh, Fenway. Wow. We got from a season's ticket holder. We were in the second row in the box seats. Wow. And uh, the prices weren't exorbitant, so we actually had an opportunity to go. So we've been to uh, Wrigley. Uh, we went to Wrigley a few years ago. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, we've been to Angel Stadium, Dodger Stadium, Safeco. Um, of course, uh, Rogers uh, Stadium. Rogers, um, I like the old name. Um, at any rate, uh, where else have we been? Some of the minor league uh, parks, like um, down in Florida, ESPN and um, Space Coast. What was your favorite? Uh, what was your favorite stadium so far? Uh, well, it's Wrigley, of course. Yeah. Wrigley, nice. Where the Cubs play, yeah. It is a cathedral, that's for sure. It is, yeah. It's got some history to it. So, do you um, obviously involve us, Rocksmith Stadium? Do you anticipate going to more games? Do you anticipate uh, that the the community, like yourself, or somebody who doesn't generally, you know, watch baseball, do you think there'll be more participation because of the West Coast League? Team coming oh in. yes, um, you know I didn't say that. I've also been to lots of uh, Harbor Cats games. We were okay. Uh, my uh, uh, youngest son uh, has played for them for two years, so we attended a lot of Harbor Cats games. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Garrett Goodall. Garrett Goodall. Okay. We'll yeah, look he was their pitcher of the year two two years ago. Um, last year because of his he's still playing NCAA ball and uh, they shut him down last summer so he didn't play much he played a few games for them last summer so well and then the whim the what used to be called the wimble of course our boys played to that in that so we used to spend uh, a few weeks each summer in various small uh, prairie towns uh, following the wimble teams around as our kids were playing so we did that as well hmm. In your opinion, who was the best baseball player to come out of Nanaimo? Yeah, uh, for political reasons, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll, 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 we'll cut that out. 
it's it, you know it's probably Aaron Guile, right? Who's the one that's um, played for the Royals? So he's he, he's the one that's made the biggest name, as far as I can tell. Right. So I I would suggest that he would be the best player. Well, who's At the biggest? Who 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 is your favorite to come out in Nanaimo? Let's let's ask it that way. Uh, well, I've actually met Aaron Guile, and uh, I have one of his baseball bats, and uh, he actually uh, did uh, make me a Facebook friend. So I suppose uh, of the major league ball players, I've had a chance to uh, to know he's the one that. Uh, at least on on some le- some level, I have a connection with. I know his mother as well. I worked with her in BC Games. She's a, a nurse um, and uh, a light, uh, an NP. So uh, so she um, helped us run the medical clinic. So I would say that that's the family I have the closest connection to. Gotcha. Okay, I'll get off uh, the player stuff for a minute. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, when when the Siroxman Stadium Amateur Baseball Association was formed, can you tell me when that was formed and do you recall why it was formed? Um, it was about three years ago. It was formed because Nanaimo Minor Baseball had been looking after the stadium with their executive as part of what they did, but with the changes in baseball rules, um, young kids no longer played on a 90-foot diamond. Uh, Prior to BC Minor changing the rules, I'm going to guess and say roughly 10, maybe 12 years ago, um, you played on a 60-foot diamond, i.e. Little League, until you hit the age of 12. And then at age 13, you moved to a 90-foot diamond. Um, As we became aware that kids should play on um, fields that are, uh, you know, more suited to their age, they changed baseball so that kids played on a 60-foot diamond up until the age of 10, a 70-foot diamond until the age of 12, an 80-foot diamond until the age of, I'm going to say, 14. It might have been 15, and then moved to a 90-foot diamond. So that took most of the people, of the kids who played under the Nanaimo Minor Baseball umbrella out of Sir Roxman Stadium. So it became a bit of a effort to look after a stadium when only 20 or 30 kids of the four or 500 kids would actually play in it. And it was quite an expensive place to run. Most of the bingo funding that we used to get for Nanaimo Minor Baseball went to running the stadium rather than to youth programs, which uh, was unfortunate. So, um, but the school board at the time was planning to rip down the stadium, which was uh, started uh, 40 or so years prior and, and, and in fact was opened by Mickey Mantle. So there's a lot of history there. Um, so we didn't want to lose that. Um, when the city was able to acquire the stadium from the school board, they were planning to level it and turn it into a parking lot because it was next to the uh, Nanaimo uh, District Secondary School, which needed uh, renovation. So they thought they would build a new school on what was their old field, uh, use um, Srocksman Stadium as the parking lot, and um, you know, then rip down the other uh, school once it was uh, the new one was rebuilt. Um, so luckily, the that plan changed, and the city was able to buy the, the stadium. Now the city likes to run. Um, what they call a co-management agreement. So the city uh, manages a facility in concert with the user group or the uh, 
sport association locally that has the players um, and that makes it more responsive to the community needs and keeps the city from having to deal with infighting, uh, which they don't like to do. So um, Matter Baseball formed a society to get it off their backs um, and therefore they could use their monies for the actual program for kids and um, the association um, was formed as a society to look after the stadium. We try to keep the board members so that they do not have personal kids involved because there's lots of baseball politics that happens where coaches try and manipulate the board because they know that their kid is going to end up on their team later so they have the ability to put pressure on them to get what they want. So we created a board that was going to be blind to all that so that we could keep the needs of all the user groups in check and not play any favorites. Um, and so far yeah. that's worked well. We've been a good um, ambassador to uh, the city on it as far as I can tell. The city seems happy. Um, we've been able to fundraise some funds. We've been able to uh, help get the West Coast League team be able to expand into Nanaimo by meeting with the various uh, political agencies involved. I met with the past MLA, now Mayor Leonard Krog, over the past few years, and I've met with Sheila Malcolmson, and I uh, met with uh, various different um, groups in Nanaimo, including Rotary, um, to get support and put the word out. Um, they've got some private donations money that's come in, so we have some seed money we can dangle in front of the city to say that they don't have to cover all the costs of getting something done. We are able to throw in some money to make it work. And the city feels that if we have skin in the game, then they're quite happy to do it because we're likely to promote it throughout the uh, community. So, yeah. Is that what it takes? I mean, to run this, this association, is it, is it, uh, is that a, like an annual thing where you, you have to do this 20, you know, basically 365 days out of the year? Uh, we don't fundraise to run the stadium. We collect fees from user groups uh, outside the pandemic, of course, um, to run the stadium. So the actual maintenance of the stadium, we would we would figure out what it is for the year, figure out who wants to play on it, come up with an approximate amount for each user group to cover what they think they'll likely want to do when we look at their schedule. We don't micromanage it by the hour. We micro, we say, well, you you're going to pay 30%, you're going to pay 40%, you're going to pay 20%, you're going to pay 40% or whatever it is, right? Okay. Obviously more than 100%. But, you know, we had an annual budget of about $25,000 just for maintenance and we would split those costs among the user groups based approximately on their use. Some users were able to pay a little bit more than others. So the users themselves decided to give one of the users a break um, and have him pay a little less and the others decided to pay a little more. Um, to make it easier on that one user um, because he didn't have the same income um, from his uh, participants that some of the others did and he didn't have access to any provincial funding so you know they were able to to do that now, one of the user groups was men's uh, baseball too and most of those guys have jobs right so it's they're able to pay it proportionally a little bit more um, to make it easier on those who couldn't pay a little bit more right so right. we were able we were able to do that, but no, we didn't fundraise for the actual maintenance because then that would put us behind an eight ball and might go into the red if we wanted to not do anything. 
one year we did have a very successful fundraiser. We had an event called Baseball Week in Nanaimo, which was in concert with Nanaimo Minor Baseball, and we made uh, tens of thousands of dollars on that. Um, the next year, um, you know, we had less involvement from people who said they would be involved, and we made maybe fifteen hundred dollars. So uh, we didn't lose money. It was a good event to put it out into the community, but it wasn't a, a money-making event for the society. So. Luckily, that money was still there, some of it. So during the pandemic, two of the users have not declared the ability to come back. And two of the users uh, have said they can pay less. So we obviously can't fund the maintenance of the stadium to the same level based on that. So those doing the work are now doing it on more of a volunteer basis. We did have a couple of paid employees, but we've only been able to give them 25 cents on the dollar. Um, and they've chosen to keep doing it because it's not their primary um, financial uh, way of looking after their family. They're gotcha. into it just because they're baseball people. Um, Let me ask you if, uh, just uh, about uh, going into actually the season itself and, and some of the questions revolving around um, Yep, look, when does it start? When does it start and how long is the season usually last? Well, the baseball stadiums use uh, 365 days of the year, essentially. Okay. And just um, for baseball itself, like when does it start? Well, um, the college team would start in the fall. So Vancouver Island University has a mm -hmm. club team um, that is – um, a baseball team that plays at the stadium and so those kids would arrive or those adults would arrive in at school time so uh, August September and leave in May ish um, and they would play through that there would be camps for youth that would run through the fall and winter um, based on the playability of the stadium um, based on the weather um, one of our projects is to get turf infield so that we can play more through the winter because um, right now it turns into a, a wet soup in the infield um, for the rainy months um, though the college team will till try and use it given no other choice essentially um, the youth baseball starts up in april ish though they do run fall and winter training sessions and to the extent that they're able to get on the field light permitting and weather permitting they do have games and practices there but they'll often use an indoor facility instead and there's a few of those around town that we have nothing to do with the maintenance of but the user groups can access them and so the the it's used more heavily june to august and less heavily september to april uh, or may but it is used all year and part of our renovation project is to make it a uh, uh, facility that can be used all year uh, ubc's baseball team for example is a completely turf infield which is our eventual long-term goal and they can play in the port and rain should they still wish right um, and, and um, you know as long as it's not frozen you can still play in the winter time so they practice all year round and that's our hope is that we can actually have a facility that can be used all year round um just like soccer kids play in january you know why can't yeah. baseball kids play in january so absolutely yeah how many teams are actually in the association 
there are, I would call it user groups. So right now we have four user groups. So um, senior men's baseball, um, and they have a house league and a more um, competitive league. So they have like a rep team and they play other rep teams or they have I don't know, five to 10 men's teams that play each other on a regular basis. Um, the Nanaimo Minor Baseball has a midget team, which is uh, 15 to 18, I think. And they would play on there and they would play in a provincial league. Um, they did win the provincials last year, which was nice for them. And they moved up a division, which was great. That was their inaugural season in that midget league. Um, Nanaimo did have a midget team a few years prior, but it got lost due to some baseball politic issues prior to the um, development of the society. Um, that was another reason um, in trying to reduce baseball politics. Now there's a, a team in the Premier Baseball League called the Nanaimo Pirates, sorry, Mid-Island Pirates, they changed their name. Um, a couple of years ago and they have a junior and a senior team and that would be the one exception to kids under the age of 16 choosing to play on a 90-foot diamond. Uh, you can be on that team as early as 13 um, if you're physically capable um, and they can have up to two 17-year-olds on the junior team. Um, oh, now there are um, there's a, they have a senior team that tends to be uh, 16 to 19 year olds but it's a ability based league uh, so if you're able to play at the higher level then you won't be excluded because of young age um, and then uh, in addition to that there was the college team we talked about i think that's the four users now next year of course there's the fifth user coming on board an expansion team from the west coast league uh, which i do not have the name of yet Oh, nobody and, does. Yeah, except for, maybe Jim, <laughs> except for maybe Jim Swanson, but yeah, um, but the name isn't there. So, um, so that will be a fifth user. Now, with the lights, we will actually be able to accommodate all the users on the stadium. Right now, we'd only be able to have two games in a day because of the lack of lights and the non-predictability of that. And we could get four games in a day on the stadium with lights. So that would allow us to expand and be able to have more users of course that could beat up the infield and the outfield hence the need for turf right which makes a huge difference it's all over oregon now and in washington I'm, i know it will make a huge difference for you guys too um so you were part of the founding of this association is that correct yeah, I was on the inaugural board. Um, it was uh, instigated by my colleague, who was the president of Nanaimo Minor Baseball. Oh, I spoke but to I was one of, That was one of the few original people that uh, spoke to me about being on the original board. So the reason I ask is I want you to describe the, the mission statement and tell me if, if it's changed from the beginning to what it is now. Well, we don't have an official mission statement other than we had this idea that we needed to look after the stadium way that, in a way that promoted baseball and was above the politics of baseball. So youth sports tends to have a lot of manipulation and youth politics happening. So with a stand 
a lone board that was not part of a user group. Our society document um, states that one cannot be a voting board member if one is a member of a user group. Okay. Um, so that's meant to keep it, uh, you know, nonpartisan, as it were. Um, having been on other boards as my kids grew up, I was, you know, as many were, manipulated by coaches from rep teams who my kids hope to play with in the future to do something for them as a board member. That's kind of life. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it works. So this board was formed as a way to make that a non-issue. So, so describe, were, yeah, well, sorry, go ahead. And we were, allowed, we were able to um, negotiate a co-management agreement with the city of Nanaimo since they're the owners of the stadium to allow us license to run the stadium with guidelines and um, obligations that they would set forth. Gotcha. So this really comes back to, to the kids. And I wanted to ask you what, what, in your own words, the life skills you believe the young baseball players obtain when they're, they're playing in the league itself. Uh, well, baseball is a game of failure. So one who does very well, for example, as a batter, if he's batting 350, that means he fails two-thirds of the time, right? A pitcher uh, tries to throw strikes, but he probably, especially as a youth player, fails half of the time or even more. Um, so baseball teaches the ability to overcome and to cope with failure. Plus, it also is a team sport, so it teaches you how to work with others toward a common goal. Baseball is a team sport of individuals, though. Each player on a team has an individual job to do and it's almost like they're doing an individual sport sometimes but they're a member of a team that together functions as a unit so i think it's a very good uh, training ground for most uh, adult life because most of the time people end up in a group environment in a company or a business and you have to know how to negotiate with others to get what you need you have to know how to work together with others and you have to overcome adversity um you know we often will say um you know there are those out there who are humble and those that are about to be humbled baseball gives you the opportunity to be humbled couldn't put it any better than that my final question um, is, I would love for you to tell me, tell the listeners uh, your favorite memory of Siroxman Stadium and anything that we may have missed about Siroxman Stadium that might be um, something of note that, that you think about when you think about the stadium itself. Well, that's an easy one. It, it dates to prior to the um, change in the field size. Uh, with uh, baseball in British Columbia. So my son at the time was 15 and I was coaching a, sorry, he was 13. And I was coaching the 13 to 15 year old team that played on the 90 foot diamond. Because after, after the age of 12, they moved to the full size diamond. So on that particular day, the umps had forgotten to show up. 
So um, having never umpired before, I put on the ump gear and umpired to the game um, while I was coaching it. And of course, my kid was pitching. So I got the ch opportunity to have him come up and decide to talk to the ump and complain about the strike zone <laughs> being too small. And, uh, you know, me explaining to him that, well, I'm the ump, so, and you're my kid, so you're going to have to pitch to a postage stamp today. <laughs> um, because otherwise I'd be, you know, looked on as playing favorites. So that, that was a great memory because I, I coached in that stadium and to give the opportunity to actually be part of the game. Well, that is a great story to end on. Thank you again, Lauren. Appreciate your time. And that will do it for this inning of Coal Ball. 